2: Hey, this is Ryan Byrne, CEO of Buzzcast, a virtual event platform built by producers for producers. We're based in Larchmont, in sunny Los Angeles. I mean, we have this little kind of acronym we use, uh, which is called Grit, and and you know the various letters stand for different things. But essentially, what it's built around is the idea of when we hire, or look for people, we really want people who especially now that so many of us are all diverse, you know, in different places and different things, you know, just looking for those people who, you know, like to make decisions on their own, like to sort of insist on something being right. That's something that is is front and foremost for me in anything I do. I, I'm I'm a perfectionist by nature, which probably makes me not so difficult you know, <laughs> to work four times, but um, I'm just a big believer in, in quality of product and quality of what you do. And so, you know, that's that's something that personality-wise, I think is just sort of embedded in certain people to go that extra mile, check that extra box. And so, that's just something. So, as long as we have that with somebody, then then we we have a culture of kind of a lot of independence um, and a lot of just sort of you handle your stuff, I'll handle my stuff. And we have some very structured uh, way we do meetings on a set set basis that kind of brings us back together and makes us check in on what we're doing to progress.
0: And are you from? la originally
2: i'm not familiar originally i'm from uh i was born in boston and i grew up uh, quite a bit in vermont so in the mountains and and that sort of thing but i've been in la la's been my base since 94
0: and the the team is based in larchmont right
2: yeah so we're in larchmont uh area Uh, of course you know everybody's still working from home uh at this point Uh, so we've got you know we've got uh, all of our production and creative and that sort of thing is all based in LA, and we've got you know some some developers placed here and there um, in different places. Our CTOs in New York area, uh, that type of thing. But the 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 base of everything is in LA.
0: I kind of feel it's an obvious answer because you're in media, but um, wh- I want to ask anyway, why LA when there's so many strong tech cities? We were talking about this a little bit at the beginning, yeah. but for Buzzcast yeah. specifically, why is LA the right fit for your type of company?
2: And as I was mentioning before, I think really, for me, it's the creativity and that aspect of things because what we're doing is still production. you know. We're, we may be providing a tech backbone for production companies to use, but... We're stacked with people that are early employees of the company. That all have deep, deep production backgrounds. That was one of my requirements. I wanted to make sure we were really building something that was for producers, by producers, you know. And so that was important to me. And so this is obviously the best place to get that. And then in addition, you know, because we are in streaming, and you know, sort of really looking at how we can transform that into something much more unique than what we're seeing out here in in even our platform, any platform at this point. I think there's going to be a lot of transition there you know, here was a great place to get some, you know, amazing, amazing talent. And so, you know, we've just um, gotten some really amazing hires coming in. You know, we just, we just got the, the former VP of design of Hulu and, you nice. know, we got the, the former VP of, that. Yeah, we got <laughs> the, the VP of marketing from a uh, former VP of marketing from Audible and before that for Crackle. Wow. And so, and so getting guys like that, you know, you know, they're all based here. This is where those big, a lot of those big streaming platforms are based or the production companies around them. And so, you know, for us, it's, it's just a great place to be.
3: My name is Aiden Gold. I work for a biotech startup called eGenesis doing investor relations. We're trying to solve the organ shortage. I'm based in Santa Monica, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. So, I mean, I think, like I said earlier, like, I believe like startups are fundamentally like imperative to like improving humankind and we need to keep investing in startups. I mean, so I, I think like the best startups to invest in are usually the deals that are hardest to get. If they're willingly like taking your money, you got to like... um You should question that because it just means that like maybe they're not like a super great company. No, like that's just like, so you just want to have a high bar for it. Right. But like, I mean, some of the companies I've invested include like SpaceX and that was like a very convoluted way of like getting in. I think I have SpaceX shares. I'm not entirely sure. entirely sure. I mean startup investing is like this whole underground world as like I'm sure a lot of your listeners know of like how you get deal access and get in as like an angel investor. And then Carta is another one which they do like cap table management and equity and stuff like that. I don't have like a stage or an industry. Like it's just innovation and startups broadly. So I'm across like this full spectrum.
0: And how do you even become an investor? What are the steps? Because like how long have you been an angel investor now?
3: Probably about like like two years, a year and a half. Like anything, like you just do it. You just like find like a startup that you want to invest in and try to get access. And then you'll figure out how to wire money and Sign some paperwork. You have to be accredited. Uh, like, yeah. so shout out, you have to be accredited to invest yeah. in startups. Um, but if you're accredited, then you can just give people money um, and equity in companies.
0: And if somebody's making their first investment right now, other than what you shared, which I think is a pretty cool way to look at it, if it's too easy for people to take your money, then something might be off. Other than that, what's one huge lesson that you've learned something that you wish you knew when you first started that would really accelerate someone forward.
3: Yeah, well, first off, I would say that like I'm just learning. Like I've think I've done five startup investments now, maybe six, and I haven't got any money back. So just like yeah, to be like like it's a very long game. Like this could take 7 to 10 years. But I think the one thing that's important to know is like do it with people that you trust. All of my uh, first few deals were like with people that like I really looked up to or were mentors in mine and they knew this was something I was passionate about. So they brought me in. I would say that's the number one thing. Like as you're just getting started, just be around people who are, have already done it before and they'll help you.
0: And a lot of times the companies like, don't work out. So there's so many times that I've spoken to investors are like, people really need to understand that investing in this as a startup is the the odds of winning are very low. So what kind of like reality statement do you want to share with everybody?
3: Yeah, as soon as you wired the money, you should think of it as going to zero. Like that's like a good rule of thumb. Like as soon as the money's wired, just like you could probably just say goodbye and you should go on with your life for startup investing, yeah.
0: Totally. And people who are listening right now that are like, oh my gosh, like, would he invest in me? Who should be reaching out to you for deal flow?
3: Yeah, I mean, I would love to talk to like any founders that are interested in like, they have a business and they're they're raising money. I'm pretty picky, but like, I'm always down to like, chat it up and talk. And like, for me, like, I just love like, investing as a way to like, learn about the world. And as a way to get to know startups, even if I don't invest, like getting to know you as like a founder and what you're building and like talking about the ideas of how to help your company succeed is like why I do investing. So like, that's, what's most important to me.
1: Hi, this is Daniel Leviskin with Topia. I'm the CEO and co-founder, and we are evolving how people socialize online based in West Hollywood. You know, the other thing that uh, I personally believe in is creators, right? And those are creative types, but it's people that are uh, that are artists, musicians, anything that's, that's really uh, what it means to be human, which I, th- I believe is the creative lens. You know, as we think about the future and artificial intelligence, the integration of different technologies, like bionic implants into our minds, all sorts of crazy stuff that's coming, it's going to be really hard to... Uh, replace human creativity, and so it's actually something that we really should be focused on making viable, and not just like the top one percent of creators. But how does somebody that's uh, an ordinary artist make a living being an artist? Uh, it's the kind of thing that growing up, I was sort of under the impression that you can't be an artist and have any kind of financial independence or freedom. And I think what we've seen over the last couple of years is a massive shift in that. With different creator economies things like Twitch uh, for example that allow you to be a game player artist right different f- different types of creativity different types of art are now not just being encouraged but are becoming viable career paths um, and and you you know young people future generations are seeing that and saying hey I don't need to be a doctor or a lawyer or a software engineer in order to have financial independence I can be a creative that's amazing And I think that the epicenter for a lot of that is Los Angeles.
0: Let's talk about how you built your creativity, your Topia. What was the origin story of the first idea of Topia and then how you started building and what did that look like and where are you today?
1: So Topia is actually really a journey that I've been on for the last seven years. I had a startup in 2015 that was called Body and it was a way for fitness instructors to create their own virtual fitness studios with their own branding, pricing, and then teach live interactive classes uh, that were very experiential where they could see the participants and participants could see each other. So it emulated that experience of being in person, kind of like what you see a little bit with Peloton, but uh, more more like Zoom meets Peloton. And this was using very similar technology called WebRTC, Web Real Time Communication, that we're actually using in Topia. And the reason I one of the one of the reasons I did that is Um, For a similar kind of uh, um, goal of empowering ordinary fitness instructors to be able to build communities around them and then teach these live classes where participants can actually be in community with one another and have the experience where like I could be in Los Angeles, my sister's in Chicago, we can take a class together and we can see each other like we're in person. And there was really no way to do that online. And so that was seven years ago. Um, Ever since I've been uh, I've been building different technologies, platforms. I've built dozens of things over the uh, course of six years. And, you know, some of them in Los Angeles, some in uh, in New York. I actually lived in Southeast Asia for, for a bit doing this as well. And along all of my journeys, one of the things that I found is, um, you know, in in Bali, for example, in Southeast Asia, where I lived, um, there were a lot of musicians and dance teachers that really struggled to figure out how to make a real living, how to make this a viable lifestyle, uh, how to attract people to their retreats, for example. And um, I, I tried to help some of them with digital marketing, with building a digital brand. Um, and it kind of kicked me onto this path of realizing, hey, what if... We could create a platform that makes this really, really easy for them to uh, have access to people all over the world. You don't have to live in Bali to be able to experience this thing. You could live in New York City, take a course or you know have an experience with somebody that lives in Bali that's facilitating this experience, that's creating a, a world that you can come and be in community in. Um, so that was really the origin of Topia. In many ways, I was also the chief product officer for a company called Everpedia in uh, in Los Angeles, based in Santa Monica. You know, there we completely redesigned, reimagined, rebuilt the platform. And essentially, that's kind of like a um, uh, Wikipedia on the blockchain. And it's creating economic incentives to participate in this communal knowledge creation and curation, you know, with my sort of, okay, how do we empower creators combined with A lot of community focus, but including my Everpedia experience, how do we create economic incentives for community organizers to to be able to bring people together around different topics? Was really the birth of Topia, which originally I planned to be a virtual reality, fully immersive social experience platform over the 2020s. And I was building uh, different like uh, immersive games, uh, VR technology, uh, social VR technology on top of uh, different platforms like Mozilla Hubs. And uh, basically, when the pandemic hit, I realized that the opportunity was not over the 2020s. It was right now, and everybody desperately needed this. They were trying to bring their communities together using Zoom. And so I threw out everything I'd built and restarted with a browser-based platform, found somebody that wanted to throw an event in three weeks. And I was like, look, if I can build a prototype of this, and here's what I'm thinking. If I can build a prototype, would you be our first customer? And he said, yes. And, you know, I spent three weeks not sleeping, built out a prototype. We had our first event. It was for a group called Reimagine, which is celebration of life through recognition of death, kind of a Burning Manny kind of thing. Um, we had our first event. It was amazing. People were crying, saying it was the, the most connected they'd been during the pandemic. Um, impromptu funeral services, memorials, dancing, singing. Yeah, it was crazy. And from there, we basically, you know, we threw an event every weekend got feedback. Uh, A lot of times I'd go into the events, not even say that I was with Topia, just hearing what people were saying about the platform. Um, Generally, people were really positive, but like, oh, the videos are too small. Okay, great. Let's make them bigger. Through an event every weekend, iterate during the weekdays. Somebody from Burning Man wound up coming to an event. They were like, this is amazing. Can you help us build something like this for Burning Man? And look, I've been a burner for seven years. So I'm like, yeah, we love Burning Man and my team is all you know mostly burners. We love Burning Man. We'll help you figure out how to build this yourself. They tried for a couple of months, realized that wasn't really feasible, uh, and instead, hey, can we actually just have Topia co-host Burning Man this year? Great, let's do that. So we did that last year. We wound up doing it again two weeks ago, and yeah, that's that's the origin story.